the AWM One Thousand by Alicia Yanez Casio, translated by Susanna Castillo and Elsie Adams. A man is only what he knows. Francis Bacon. Once upon a time, all the professors disappeared, swallowed and digested by a new system. All the centers of learning closed because they were outmoded, and their sides were converted into living quarters, warming with wise, well-organized people who were incapable of creating anything new. Knowledge was an atom that could be bought and sold. A device called IWM One Thousand had been invented. It was the ultimate invention. It brought an entire era to an end. The IWM One Thousand was a very small machine, the size of an old scholarly briefcase. It was very easy to use, lightweight and affordable to any person interested in knowing anything. The IWM One Thousand contained all human knowledge and all the facts of all the libraries of the ancient and modern world. Nobody had to take the trouble of learning anything because the machine, which could be hand carried or put on any piece of household furniture, provided any information to anybody. Its mechanism was so perfect, and the data it gave so precise that nobody had dared to prove it otherwise. Its operation was so simple that children spent time playing with it. It was an extension of the human brain. Many people would not be separated from it even during the most personal intimate intimate acts. The more they depended on the machine, the wiser they became. A great majority, knowing that the facts were so ready at hand, had never touched an AWM one thousand. Not even out of curiosity, they did not know how to read or write. They were ignorant of the most elementary things, and it did not matter to them. They felt happy at having one less worry, and they enjoyed the other technological advances more. With the IWM One Thousand, you could write any type of literature, compose music, and even paint pictures. Creative works were disappearing because anybody with time and sufficient patience could make any work similar to and even superior to one made by artists of the past, without having to exert the brain or feeling any feel anything strange or abnormal. Some people spend time getting information from the IWM One Thousand just for the pleasure of knowing something. Some did it to get out of some predicament. And others asked it things of no importance whatsoever, simply for the pleasure of having someone say something to them, even though it might just be something from their trivial, boring world. What is eidetics? What does hybrid mean? What do you make a chocolate cake? What does Beethoven's pastoral mean? How many inhabitants are there actually in the world? Who was Viratus? What is the distance from the Earth to Jupiter? How can you get rid of freckles? How many asteroids have been discovered this year? What is the function of the pancreas? When was the last world war? How old is my neighbor? What does reciprocal mean?
Modulations of the voice fell on some supersensitive electronic membrane connected with the brain of the machine, and computed immediately the requested information, which was not always the same because, according to the tone of voice, the machine computed the data concisely or with necessary references. Sometimes two intellectuals would start to talk, and when one of them had a difference of opinion, he would consult his machine. He would present the problem from his own perspective, and the machines would talk and talk. Objections were made, and many times, these did not come from the intellectuals, but from the machines who tried to convince each other. The men who had begun the discussion would listen, and when they tired of listening, they would be thinking which of two machines was going to get the last word because of the power of the respective generators. Lovers would make the machines conjugate all the tenses of the verb to love, and they would listen to romantic songs. In offices. And administrative buildings, tape-recorded orders were given, and the AWM one thousand would complete the details of the work. Many people got into the habit of talking only to their own machines; therefore, nobody contradicted them because they knew how the machines were going to re- respond, or because they believed that rivalry could not exist between a machine and a human being. A machine could not accuse anyone of ignorance; they could ask anything. Many fights and domestic arguments were conducted through the IWM one thousand. The contestants would ask the machine to say to their opponent the dirtiest words and the vilest insults at the highest volume, and when they wanted to make peace, they couldn't make it at once because it was the IWM one thousand and not they. Who said those words? People began to feel really bad. They consulted their AWM one thousands, and the machines told them that their organisms could not tolerate one more dose of papills because they had reached the limit of their tolerance. In addition, they computed that the possibilities of suicide were on the increase, and that a change in lifestyle had become necessary. The people wanted to return to the past. But it was too late. Some tried to put aside their AWM one thousand, but they fell defenseless. Then they consulted machines to see if there was some place in the world where there was no such a thing as AWM one thousand. And the machines gave information and details about a remote place called Takandia. Some people began to dream about Takandia. They gave the AWM one thousand to those who had only an AWM one hundred. They began to go through a series of strange actions. They went to museums. They spent time in the sections which contained books, looking at something that intrigued them a great deal, something that they wanted to have in their hands. Little shabby syllabaries. In which the children of past civilizations learned slowly to read, poring over syllables, for which they used to attend a designated site called a school. The symbols were called letters. The letters were divided into syllables, and the syllables were made up of vowels and consonants. 
When the syllables were joined together, they made words, and the words were oral and written. When these ideas became common knowledge, some people were very content again because these were the first facts acquired for themselves, and not through the IWM one thousand. Many left the museums to go out to the few antique shops that remained, and they did not shop until they found celebrities. Which went from hand to hand in spite of their high prices. When the people had the celebrities, they started to decipher them. A, E, I, O, U, Ma, Me, Mi, Mo, Mu, Pa, Pe, Pi, Po, Pu. It turned out to be easy and fun. When they knew how to read, they obtained all the books they could. There were few, but there were books. The effect of chlorophyll on plants, Les Misérables by Victor Hugo, one hundred recipes from the kitchen, the history of the Crusades. They began to read, and when they could obtain facts for themselves, they began to feel better. They stopped taking pep pills. They tried to communicate their new sensations to their peers. Some looked at them with suspicion and distrust and labeled them lunatics. Then these few people hastened to buy tickets to Takendia. After a jet, they took a slow boat, then a canoe. They walked many kilometers and arrived at Takendia. There, they found themselves surrounded by horrible beings who did not wear even modest loincloths. They lived in the top of trees. They ate raw meat because they were not familiar with fire, and they painted their bodies with vegetable dyes. The people who had arrived in Takendia realized that, for the first time in their lives, they were among true human beings, and they began to feel happy. They looked for friends. They yelled as the others did, and they began to strip off their clothes and throw them away among the bushes. The natives of Tekendia forgot about visitors for a few minutes to fight over the discarded clothing.